Hey man, that's the whole index I missed. It's the whole shut up man. That's good. Try. Actually, three page turns away. The power is not delegated to the United States by the Constitution, nor prohibited to the states, or thereby reserved to the states respectively or to the people. So everything that's not even said it here, not delegated to the United States Congress, but not prohibited to the states. Everything else not mentioned is a catch-up. Everything else not mentioned in the Bill of Rights is a state power, which is interesting. A lot of big guns go there for reserve powers. It doesn't say the word education once in the entire Constitution. It does not say the word welfare, other than the general welfare that is in the preamble. Not the welfare we know, not 28 days. Tragic story. Uh, it involves the weird shit on Crenshaw and my Coliseum Street. Um, <laughs> the crossroads of the world, that, that weird shit. Um, and also, no, I'm going to save that last one. I'm going to use that later. No, 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 that's better to use later. i gotta, I got to re-clarify other points first. Because if I say this next thing, you like, what? I, I want to make sure I have some groundwork in there. Okay. Any questions so far? So, whatever is not mentioned in national government isn't prohibited to the states. But not prohibited to the states. So it's not mentioned in Article 1, Section 8. The states can do it. But it's also not mentioned in Article 1, Section 10. Anything not said there is fair game for the states. They wanted a very, very, very narrow, like a laser beam definition of what the national government can do. Since then, we've taken that beam and we've widened it in scope. So it's like a, it's more like a spotlight now. The federal government can swoop in on something, put a whole lot of energy on something. A lot more than they were initially allowed to by the Constitution. Part of that's John Marshall's doing. Part of that is changing nature of our world. You know, it's, Congress is a cruise ship, but sometimes the world needs a jet ski, you know what I'm saying? So what we learned is how to operate without Congress by giving more power to the executive branch to move quickly and decisively in certain instances. Again, checks and balances, guys. When it comes to immediate military reaction, the president can press the, bomb, the big red button right now. Syrian soldiers will die. That option is there. As a courtesy, he's reaching out to, this, to the Congress. Didn't have to. Again, if there's a Marine in the shower right now and Obama calls that guy, he'll show up on mission with soap in his hair still. Like, the Marines are that close to the President. <laughs> sir, yes, sir. Look, I need your help. Go to Syria and kick some ass. Sorry, yes, sir. Show up with like Perk Plus stuck on his hair, jumping out of the shower. The Marines are like that. The Marines are the closest military branch to the president. The president says, jump, 
They've already jumped by the time he's done saying the puh and jump. I'm sorry, I was so slow, sir. <laughs> what are you saying, jump? Like, yeah, like, oh, they think he's saying jump, <laughs> so they jump. Yeah, it turns out to be something else, like jumbo food. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Marco funny? Yeah. All right. Here you go. And again, I'm going to talk about marriage. But there's been recent developments with that, with the federal government intervening more and the Supreme Court intervening more there. I don't want to talk about too much. I want to save marriage for another discussion about the court system, if you don't mind. Is that cool? Yeah. yeah. Are you sure? Yeah. I feel bad. Star Trek. Did you say Star Trek? It's not torture if that's your, you know, you're a masochist, you enjoy it. Now! <laughs> marriage hurts so good. <laughs> Make me feel less than I Do that. Alright, now! <laughs> it's your fault. You brought it up. You guys should be masochist with this stuff. No way, no idea. What? Right, I'm sorry, it's not my Clause number one, supremacy. Clause number two, elastic. Clause number three, Santa. Just kidding. Okay, now. Joe never gets old. I know too. All we need to understand here is the relationship between the elastic clause and supremacy clause in terms of separation of powers and checks and balances. There'll be more to come on those in particular when we get to federalism and our boy Johnny Marshall taking over the Supreme Court in the year, the illustrious year, 1803, as I recall, lasting until about 1830 something. Now, I think we already know what they mean, discuss that, but let's talk about them more, let's couch them more in terms of separation of powers. If Madison and Montesquieu and all the other random French people who were all in, you know, thought they were all baller with democracy, and our boy John Locke were so committed to separating out powers and checking powers, then why the hell have the elastic clause in the first place? Here's this vehicle, it's legal, it's basically it is, it's a, it's a legal, you know, sort of a, a teleportation device that can move. It extend the boundaries of your jurisdiction and your Congress into state matters. Why would you embed this troublesome little clause into the, the first article of the Constitution? What do you mean? If you're so committed, allegedly, to separation of powers. I want to say something like they realized that later generations wouldn't. Uh, the, the, the Constitution wouldn't apply as efficiently to later generations. Adaptability? Yeah. They didn't know what kind of challenges America would have in the future. So therefore, maybe, maybe Congress has to get stronger. Something like that, yeah. I like that. It's a very positive outlook. Put on the eyeglasses of a negative Nancy here. If another branch takes too much power, they can somehow, I don't know, with the elastic clause, grant more power to themselves and try to... And which particular branch is so worried about this power grab? Executive. Executive. Here they are, about to make a legit, sorry John Henson, but a legit president, George Washington. 
well, it's scary. He's a military man, well loved by the people. Some people in that room want to put a crown on his head, like Mark Antony wanted to do with Julius Caesar and whatnot. Congress needs something in his back pocket. They need something up his sleeve in case the executive gets cray cray. You know what I'm saying? That's what the elastic clause is. It's a secret weapon that Congress can use against either a tyrannical court or use against a tyrannical executive. Furthermore, there not only was distrust from the congressional area against the executive, we also saw distrust from the national government as a whole against which other part of the government? What other level of government, I should say? The states. We've already seen the states hash out a very favorable, I, I would say, highway robbery like theft of power, power grab, with other states stealing much more congressional spots than they should have with the three-fifths compromise. So, our good friends from the north and the middle states say, you know what? Okay. All right, South. Well, we're going to slip in a little secret weapon of our own called the Supremacy Clause in Article 6 of the Constitution, which states that any time the two laws conflict, state law comes head-to-head -head against national law, national law wins. Fatality. Finish it. Dude, leave. Friendship, friendship. Only finish it after no, it's a fatality. Uh, <laughs> the game's over. We're going to bust out some moves. Now, you're to see a little bit what's going on in this convention. They're making this government, but these factions, factions, geographical factions, in terms of north and south. We're seeing congressional faction versus executive power-minded people are starting to put their own little hush that say, it's the best thing they say, secret weapons to use later on, and they're embedding them in the document. And it's cute. I hear people say the positive, oh, you know, it's for a future America. Uh, you better understand that these are the main power players in North America at that time in this room with each other. They're not going to like high-fiving each other over ratifying this thing. It's like, all right, it's ratified. Now the real game begins. Now the real power struggle begins. Dude, George, calm down. It's uh, me, Alexander. I'm on your side. I'm sorry. I'm looking at, looking at Jefferson behind you. Looking at him. There he is. The guy who's messing with that black girl in the back. That's Jefferson. Now. <laughs> Oh, there's Now, well, I do blame with the whole, you know, being married. And, but she died, man, so whatever. <laughs> he can't sit there and not use it again forever, right? That's tough. Whoa, that's a, whoa, whoa, whoa. Okay, no, no. I almost saw federalism stuff. I don't want to see that. Okay. Between the poor and rich, whatever it is. We already talked about Federalist 10. We're good there. Any more residual questions on Fed 10? Fed 10? Fed 10? <laughs> <laughs> huh? 
Collins. The direct democracy will automatically mean the downfall of the minority groups in any society. So to preserve minority voices and minority opposition to the majority, you must have a Republican government. CNO, 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 CNO. C, C, C. Okay. Okay. Uh, I want to play Minecraft, but it might give me. Now. I guess I'll touch on implied powers. I don't feel 100% great about it, but there are kind of powers, and we talked about all we need to talk about now is implied and Austin Powers. I think we have it all done. <laughs> Gio's not pleased. He's like, whatever, man. shut up to teach. Oh, I yeah. am. Sorry, Gio. Damn. I'm like, I'm like you tucked away in the corner, Gio. I like you in the middle. We're going to see your reactions. Classic. So no nonsense. You're still in the wrong class for that. Okay, now. It's good though, it's good. I like it. We're gonna keep you more on task, that's good. Really? Don't get slapped today. Good. Alright. Choose a different table. Excellent. Now. You've been doing it the whole time. Are you How am I gonna start doing this without getting you? Okay. Let's first talk about what implying something means. I know that sounds very elementary to you AP folk, but just follow along with me step by step here. Have I told you about the girl on the bus stop yet? For what? No. Okay. Pseudo thought experiments. Okay. I want you to visualize something. Visualize. So first you must listen. Visualize. Close your eyes. My smooth, sultry voice and my incredibly charismatic cadence will lull you into a visual state without having to close your eyes at all, my friend. So, first off, how many people ride the metro here on a regular basis? Every day. How many of you? Everywhere, all day. How many of you guys have like a pretty close by metro stop that you walk past at least? Or Wait, like a subway or How many of you drive around cars and look at people who at the bus stop with utter contempt? Like, ha ha. <laughs> <laughs> Damn you, Ed. Good. Okay, so y'all know what I'm talking about. Okay. Visualize your one the mill every day, plain Jane, Miller Gorilla, regular bus stop. Brian. In my bus stop. We use the correction. It's It's already hot, even though it's at 8 o'clock in the morning. Penis. You are at a bus stop. They're with you or four other people. An attractive young lady? Yes. Attractive is key. It plays out. Two, you know, older folks. Seems like an old couple. Sit next to each other every time. Oh. The one guy smells like this. Okay, now, that's your average experience with that show. Okay, good. Okay, so you're with, you built the scene. You smell PB guy, you're like, oh, I'm an old couple. And I'm like, oh, okay, now, all right, so, you're there. Good, with you. 
difficult yeah. to watch. You see everyone else, you know, pits guys speaking about demons and stuff. <laughs> but the girl just Sally, and it's just getting a little frustrated. Chapters moving past. All of a sudden, a bus comes into you. Bus is left turn. Comes, approaches, and just goes right past. I hate that. Oh. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's like some of them. Yeah, yeah. It's You start getting a little antsy. So much she. You, you start busting up the app and stuff. She gets on the phone and starts talking to you. Fast. She's buttering under her breath, and the old couple is still like, oh, we just get each other wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Guys still talking to Venus. <laughs> Something about John Scott. I don't know. Now, all of a sudden, white man he comes up over the hill, starts approaching. White man. White man. This is a great box. <laughs> the white man. Who are you? Comes over a little, like a little, little bump, a little, like a raise in the intersection. Come over the street, one, one major street, one kind of medium major street. You know, goes over and pulls up really quick, right in front of the bus stop. The door flies open. The side door flies open. What happens next? <laughs> They're selling grapes. They How many people think this could be a criminal scenario going on here? This is a great fun shine. It's to keep people away. Hmm? It's to keep people away from the man. It's like he's trying to make his own enemy. Say no, you got that from. Different colors, so it doesn't make sense. <laughs> 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 oh, yeah. 
great fan. But in my scenario, it's really no necessary for the first time. Just because they dropped off the next bus. They thought they'd catch the last one. They no pants off. They ran up quick. They do jump out. Asked y'all, hey, that bus going? Like, yeah, it's all right. And they threw something and he inserted magnet exit like you guys just did. That's what happened. But because of your previous experience in the city, you've these legends. You know the legend of the rape band. Apparently, it's a very bad color. This is not just like the white band. The black band. The black band. The white 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 I could so picture that. Did you see like 30 people going to the band? Dude, we should do that for senior break. Not like actually came out the band, but get like a big ass piece of paper. Just put it in a little bit. Like the individual piece of paper? No, you know that. That'd be it. You made an inference right there. No, when Coach Kurtz gets the car, we just put it on. Like on the side, without him noticing. You have complete data. You simply use the data you have, and you, and you fill in the gaps in that data with your own personal experience. That is the greatest and the worst thing about inferences. You can make them your own, but a lot of times other people are like, what the hell are you talking about? So here's the issue with these inferred and implied powers. Depending on what time in American history they're created or they're derived, and depending on the context of what's going on, they will mean different things to different people. That is a perfect lead-in for our judicial system to come in, whose job is to interpret these things on a generation-by-generation generation basis. For example, let's play. Let's play some. Uh, let's play. Anyone here play darts? Yes. yes. I mean, not with people, but with like the board. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I imagine you're pretty good in the picture. You're probably pretty good at it. Are you like, you, you flat like this? Or you do the whole body alignment? Yeah. I'm um, all about the alignment body. That's, that's, also, that's also a beer pong nomination. All day, all day. Drink, drink, drink. Okay, now. Last cup, who cares? Drink. Drink. Uh, here's the idea. Here are some of the enumerated powers of Congress. I'm going to draw my little bullseye here for you, and let's talk about what's probably the bullseye in the middle. I'm not going to hit the bullseye, but I'm just going to throw out different powers. All right? The power to coin money. The power to collect taxes. The power to lend money. Slash borrow money. The power to regulate commerce. What is the unifying factor? What is the bullseye on this dartboard? What institution is implied that must exist to help government fulfill these functions? 
What's their common bond? What do all these things have to do with, Andrea? Lending, borrowing, coining. Yes, money. National. So it would imply there must be some magical location. National. A bank for the entire country. Yes, a, a, a national bank. All right. These aspects of Article One imply that there must be some sort of branch of a national bank where all this is done. It's not mentioned. You won't find national bank in the express power. It's not written. Well, that can mean one of two things. Either they just forgot about it. Remember, it's hot. They're already yelling at each other. They're drinking wine by the gallon. All right. Or they talked about it, but it was a source of contention. So it was driving people apart. So they said, you know what? F that. Let's come back to it later. I imagine it's probably a little bit of each. It's like, man, we'll deal with the bank later. Hamilton loves money. We'll get Hamilton on it. Don't worry about it. In the meantime, let's move on to the judiciary. So they kind of forgot about it. They agreed to disagree, and I'll do it later. That's an example of an inferred power. Something that needs to exist to carry out the express powers. Its existence must be. Because if it isn't, then the express powers cannot be done properly. Most implied powers are national in that way. Because the express powers give you the most data points to work with. It's hard to infer a state power because they're, they're already a very nebulous to begin with. Do you know what the word nebulous means? Like a, like a nebula? Do you know what a nebula is in outer space? Yes. Oh, it's like a space fire. Isn't it? No, it's not really. It's a space fire. Do we have an answer for this question? Or is it like, hey, isn't it? A nebula is. It's a, it's a orange star, it's like really burnt. Uh, yeah, it's right now. Can I tell you what a nebula is now? Can I tell you? Can I get my webster off? Any of numerous clouds of gas or dust <laughs> in interstellar space. Wow, and That's totally off memory. That's crazy. Yes. <laughs> no, uh, it's true. It's just, just random collections of dust clouds floating out in outer space. Usually that as a result of a supernova explosion and can eventually reform back into a stellar nursery. My favorite is the Eagle Nebula. One, maybe one of the greatest pictures a Hubble telescope ever took. Sure. Land balloons? What the hell? That picture was crazy. Oh, it's the eagle. 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 I kind of oh, yeah. see like the beak, and I kind of see like the little ear thingies. Ah. Oh, dude, he has like a wand. Yeah. 
Or maybe, maybe these are the wings, that's the middle part, I don't know. But the idea is it's vague. It's vague. You can't tell what it is. It has overall structure, but you can't tell exactly. That's what the word nebulous means. It has, it's fuzzy. You can't tell. Nebulous. problem for astronomers. It'd be nice if space was like nice and clear and just look out and see for just trillions of light years. No, it's big ass dust clouds in the way. So you gotta go infrared sometimes. You gotta go radio telescopic uh, style sometimes. You know, it's, it's interesting. You know, you gotta go ahead and fire lasers to kind of push your way through it to go see what's going on the other side of this sometimes. Damn nebulous. They have a, they kind of have a shape that you can kind of find, but still vague. That's what the word nebula means. I mean, nebulous means. The word nebulous means something that has a sort of a form, but it's still very vague, still very fuzzy. So you can kind of see what it is. I guess it's kind of an eagle, I guess. Who knows? But inside there, right now, those stars are igniting for the first time. With little planetary rings, making little planets. With little mobiles for the stars to play with. Oh, little planet, little planet. Oh. All right, now. <clears throat> That's implied power. That's as far as I'm going to go right now. Because there are many more. All right, many more examples. Louisiana Purchase, uh, Gibbon versus Ogden case. I, I, I don't want to get into it right now. That's for next week. That's for federalism. All right. For now, just know that there are some powers. There are some powers that the express powers need to perform their tasks to do their tasks. So some parts of the government structure must be implied to carry out these duties. And so yes, I said duty. Construction. I, uh, I, uh, I, uh, I, I, I,
So, you know, they go, they, they go to the restaurant, they get seated, and the uh, waiter, who's a good friend of the husband, comes up, walks to the, hey, how you doing, farmer? How are you? Yeah, yeah, you yeah. know. I want you to, uh, you know, they see, oh, who do we have here? We got some guests with you. Like, yeah. Went to uh, one of his companions. Yeah, it's the pig I've been living with. Now you will, you ladies will use that to say that you know the, the farmer's wife and the farmer and the sheep. You know what I'm saying? Here's here's the jackass I'm living with. Also, what you can use people. It's funny because it makes people think they're gonna hear a really raunchy, like really bad joke. But it's not actually that bad. We have to sell this one takes a lot of showing shit. Maybe you can't even handle this one. Here's what I'm gonna do, I'm gonna show you how it's done. Do it. You're gonna hear a racist joke. <laughs> 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 job over this recording, and uh, <laughs> I will see you in court, Mr. Perla. <laughs> Oh, yeah. 